Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord is wrong. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> be in his presence. We got uh, <clears throat> people in here. We got people out there. Uh, <clears throat> that's wonderful. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that we can gather together in corporate worship. And uh, I just thank God for everybody that is faithful, amen, not to me, not to the church, but to the kingdom of God. Yes. That's what's important, that's is awesome. to be faithful to God and his kingdom. Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, <clears throat> now the children got their turn, but the youth is getting their turn soon. <laughs> uh, they're preparing and uh, they're going to be a part of the service in some way, whether it be through song or testifying or uh, something, but we're looking for that. We love our young people, and I tell you what, I almost just burst out in tears whenever I saw Cassidy here this morning. Yes, it is so good to have her. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I tell you what, I just Amen. feel the Lord working and moving yes. in a mighty way. So we're going to be in the book of Matthew this morning, <clears throat> chapter 25, and I didn't, uh, <clears throat> didn't send the sound people my scriptures. So I apologize to them in front of everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, Matthew chapter 25. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to beat around the bush this morning. I've got a difficult message to preach. And uh, <clears throat> However, uh, nothing that I say this morning is going to be outside of the Word of God. And um, <clears throat> I was burdened with this. Uh, this past week, sometimes after Sunday, it could have been even Sunday, it was early during the week, the Lord spoke to me, I mean, just as clear as, you know, anything, and, and He said, I'm coming back. Man, did you hear me? Jesus is coming back. I mean, Jesus is coming. Man, we've preached that for generations, ever since he ascended into heaven and, amen, the Bible says that, Behold, two men stood in white apparel and, stead, and said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing up into the heavens? The same Jesus that went away is coming back in like manner. Amen. He, Jesus is coming back and we don't know the hour, we don't know the day, we don't know the moment, we don't know the time, but what we do know is He's coming. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we've got to be ready. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 25. And we'll start reading with verse 1. The Bible says, Matthew 25, start reading with verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, while he delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold! The bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. 
And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Did you hear that? While they went to buy, they wasn't even there. While they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you neither know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. I had a preacher tell me one time that if you preach only the red letters, you'll have the smallest church in the world. A lot of times it's the red letters that step on our toes the most. But I cannot deny or overrule the Word of God this morning as it pertains to this world. For there will come a day that Jesus comes back. That midnight cry is going to be made and the trumpet is going to sound. And when that time comes... Only those that are ready are going to go. And those that are not are going to be left behind. Amen. Y'all just bear with me because it's going to get better. (laughs) It's going to get better. But I wouldn't be a good pastor or a preacher if I didn't obey God and tell us the truth. Amen. So before we get into the Word this morning, I'm going to do if it's all right like I did last Sunday, Brother Harold, because I like for the men of the church to surround me in prayer before I preach. So men of the church, would y'all just come up here and surround me and pray over me in this service this morning that the Lord would have His way. Gracious Heavenly Father, God, I am so thankful, God Jesus, for this day, God. God, I am not worthy, God Jesus, of anything. Oh, God Jesus, God, but I pray, Heavenly Father, that you just come down. God, that you surround my words in your anointing. Let every word that comes out of my mouth this morning come forth. Oh, God Jesus, with the anointing power of God, that it might penetrate, God, the hearts and souls and lives of every man, woman, child here. God, that we leave differently than the way that we came. God, we cannot stay the way that we are, but we must be changed by the power of your word and by the power of your spirit. God, for just a little while, take my mouth. God, take my eyes. God, take my ears. God, take my voice. God, but more than anything, Lord, take my heart. God, and let me preach for just a little while with the heart of God. Oh, God, Jesus, I give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In the blessed holy name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. Let's give these men a hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go back, if it's all right, and read a little bit out of Matthew chapter 24. And I want you to go back on your own time and read Matthew chapter 24. Because you can read Revelation, amen, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is not the revelation of John the Baptist or, or John the Revelator. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. And you can read Revelation and you're going to get bogged down in prophecy and everything. Whenever you read Matthew chapter 24, amen, it's coming straight from Jesus. The disciples went to Jesus and said, tell us when the end of the world's coming. And Jesus explains it, right? He goes through the, everything that's going to happen. And if you go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 37 is where I want to start reading. The Bible says, Matthew 24, verse 37, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood... There were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Amen. You go back and you read what happened in Noah's day. Now, I love Noah. Noah is one of the most, uh, uh, has some of the most faith in the whole Word of God. You got this man that is faithful to God, and God speaks to Noah and says, Noah, go build me a boat. And Noah goes, Lord, there's no water around here. Why do you want me to build you a boat? Amen. And God says, I'm going to make it rain. And Noah said, What's rain? Right? Because it's never rained before. And he says, Lord, what's rain? What's that mean? And God said, you go build an ark. Not only did Noah have to build an ark, but he had to build it to the exact specifications that God gave him. It was made of gopher wood. It was made by this many dimensions, by this many dimensions. Everything had to be exactly right. And Noah spent 120 years building a boat. And for 120 years, while Noah was building a boat, people walked by Noah and said, What are you doing, Noah? And Noah said, I'm building a boat. And they said, Why are you building a boat? And Noah said, Because it's going to rain. And they said, Well, what's rain? And Noah told them, and they said, You're crazy. Ain't that what the world thinks about the church is we're crazy. Amen. But the Bible says, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be. And they were given in marriage and they were partying and drinking. They, they were doing all of these things. You know what they were really doing? They were acting as if it was never going to rain. Listen to me this morning. A lot of the church world and a lot of and all of the world have gotten into this mindset well he's never going to come back. Now you might not say that out loud, but you live your life as though he's never coming. They were marrying and giving in marriage and drinking and, and they were doing all of these things as if he was not coming, as if there were never going to be a visitation. From the Lord. But I've come here to tell Hurricane Baptist Church this morning and everybody that's watching online, amen, that Jesus is going to come back. 
there will be a visitation from God. And whenever that visitation comes, only those that are ready will make it. Only those, amen, that have their lamps trimmed. The Bible says, Lord, help me this morning. Verse 40 of Matthew 24, Then shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding in the mill, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. Now this is the words of Jesus Christ. And he says, two men's going to be working in the field. Two women's going to be cooking in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden, the trumpet's going to sound, Brother Gary, and one's going to be taken, and the other one's going to be left behind. I don't know when it's going to happen. I've always prayed. Amen. I've always asked the Lord two things. Amen. Let him come while I'm preaching, or let me die while I'm preaching. You say, Brother DJ, why would you pray that? Because it would be wonderful for me to be telling somebody about Jesus and in the next moment be standing in front of Him. What a wonderful thing. But one day it's going to happen. And I don't get to choose when it's going to happen. I don't get to choose when He's coming back. All I can do is be ready. For His coming. I, I, I don't know the hour. You know, I grew up and I hear this one and that one. All my life, people in the community, they come up and talk to Daddy. My Daddy was the spiritual, one of the spiritual gurus in the community. Uh, everybody would go to him for advice. And he was my Daddy. Amen, praise the Lord. I got to get advice whether I wanted it or not. Amen, praise the Lord. And you know, he, and people would, I, I would overhear conversations and they, they'd say, I'd never take the mark of the beast. I'd, I, you know, whenever I see this happen, then I'm going to come to church. Whenever I see this happen, then I'm going to get ready. Amen. And, and my daddy would always tell him, look, amen, it, that's not the way that it's going to work. He is coming, the Bible says, as a thief in the night. Amen. He's coming when you least expect it. In fact, I really want this to become real in our hearts this morning. I may not finish this message. I may, you might not get to that chicken wing you got prepared for lunch today. It might not happen. Because at any moment, you see this morning, the realm of heaven is ready. Amen. Jesus is waiting for the Father to look at Him and say, Son, go get your people. And when that happens, Gabriel's going to get that trumpet. She's gonna, he's going to step out on that cloud and He's going to blow that thing. And we that are ready are going to go up to meet Him. The dead in Christ is going to rise first and we that are alive and remain, we're going to meet Him in the air. But it won't happen if you're not ready. Jesus 
is coming back. Now, you know, we can't fathom this because we live in America. We can't imagine another king or another country coming in and taking our land, can we? But imagine just for a second with me that a king was coming. And you had two choices. Whenever he got here, you were either going to join him or you were going to die. You can own all the guns in Choctaw County, but it ain't going to help you against this king. You can have all the money in the world in your bank account, but it ain't going to bribe this king. He's coming back for those that are ready. Matthew chapter 25, where I took my text. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Whether you're ready or whether you're not, you're still going to meet the bridegroom. The ten wise and the ten foolish were both in the same place and they were both going to meet Him. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. They were not prepared for the meeting of the king. And what scares me so bad about these scriptures is that I believe, this is one of those things that's just my opinion, but I believe that the five foolish did not know that they were foolish. Think about that for just a second. Here they are. They look like the five wise. They went to church just like the five wise. They're in the same place as the five wise. But what was on the inside of their lamps were different. You can look like the church. You can act like the church. You can be everything that you're supposed to be on the outside. But He's not coming back for this outer layer. He's coming back for somebody that's got some oil in their lamp. And that's on fire. You hear me this morning. Don't worry. Like I said, it's going to get better. But I wouldn't be a good preacher this morning if I did not obey God and God laid this on my heart. So heavy and so real this, this week. We have got to be ready. Because He is coming back. And I want to be ready. Because there is no second chance. There is no plan B. Have you ever went into a situation and said, you know what, if plan A don't work out, I've got this backup plan. I can always fall back on this backup plan. Honey, this is it. There is no backup plan. There is no plan B, C, D, or E through Z. There is none of that. It is one and done. Whenever that trumpet sounds, it's over. You're either a sheep or you're a goat. 
The Bible says where a tree falls, that's where it will lie. You hear me this morning? We have got to be ready for the coming of the king. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Verse 5, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Verse 6, and at midnight there was a cry made. Now listen to what's happening. The Bible says in verse 5 that the bridegroom tarried. You know what that means? That he didn't come whenever he was supposed to come. He delayed. Do you know what he was doing? He was giving those virgins, those foolish virgins, time to get ready. I believe with all of my heart, Sister Mary Catherine, that he is tarrying. I believe that he is giving people an opportunity to get ready. I believe with all my heart, amen, that he is giving, because I don't know about you, but I got lost loved ones that need God. There are people in my life that I want them to go to heaven. It is important, church. He tarried, and while he tarried, there was a midnight cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, Not so. You're not going to make it on my faith. You hear me? You're not going to make it on my prayer life. Now I pray for you. You don't believe me? Amen. You can believe me or not believe me. But I have prayed for you. Whenever you have texted me and called me, and come to me and said, Brother DJ, I need prayer for so and so and such and such. I have fell on my knees and I have prayed for you. But that's not going to be enough for you to make it. I can visit you every week. I can come see you. I can call you on the phone. But it's not going to be enough because that's my all. That's mine. See, you don't know the prayers that I've had to pray. You don't know the battles that I've had to fight. You don't know the days that I've had to fall in the altars and say, God, cover me in your blood. You don't know those. That's mine. The Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You're not going to be able to make it off of Sister Mary's faith. You got to make it off of yours. 
And the Bible says, But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. I know this is mean this morning, but I'm going to have to tell you, go get your own. Go get your own prayer life. Go get your own word from God. I study and I pray before I get behind this pulpit. I'll tell you what, I would love to have one of those good shout messages this morning, but I prayed about it. And this is what God gave me. He wants us to realize that He's coming back. And this morning, i got to tell you, you're going to have to get your own walk with God. You can't have mine. The Bible says, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. Those that were ready. Now listen to me. I don't know if you're ready or if you're not ready. I had a very older wise preacher tell me one time in relation to preaching funerals. He said, you don't preach them in heaven and you don't preach them in hell. And I have done my absolute best to live by that because I don't know the condition of any soul in this church. And whenever you realize that you don't know the condition of any soul in this church, it's really easy not to have a judgmental attitude. <laughs> I can't judge you because I, I don't know your walk with God. I know my walk with God. I know my walk with God. I don't know yours. I don't know if you're ready. I don't know if you're not ready. But here's what I know from the Word of God that only those that are ready are going to meet Him in the air. Only those that are ready is going to meet Him. The Bible says, And they that were ready went in with Him to the marriage and the door was shut. Afterwards, came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. There's already a marriage going on. We've already met. The people that's supposed to be here is here. I don't know who you are. Then the Bible says in verse 13, Watch therefore, for you neither know the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. You do not know when He's coming. But rest assured this morning, young people, He's coming back. The preachers told me that whenever I sat on the pew, and it's easy to get into this mindset, well, I'm going to live as though he's not coming back. But he's coming back. Revelation chapter 20. 
Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. The Bible says, I love to hear the sound of those Bibles turning. Amen. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. The Bible says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And then verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. If that don't scare you this morning, I'm not trying to scare you into anything. But I want you to know, there's coming a day. He's coming back. And whenever He comes back, we're going to stand before Him. And I know we get in, caught up into you know, specifics, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, and all this kind of stuff. Let me tell you, it ain't going to matter. None of that's going to matter. I'll tell you one thing. Whenever you're right here in front of this great white throne and you're being judged, there's going to be a lot of things that you thought mattered that doesn't matter anymore. What you're going to eat today for lunch ain't going to matter anymore. Come on now. What you got planned this week, that's not going to matter anymore. I told these young people Sunday night at their little pizza party, I said, being at church is the most important thing in your life. Why did I tell them that? I'll tell the adults the same thing. Being in the house of God and being in the will of God and in the blood of the Lamb is the most important thing in your life. Because nothing else is going to matter whenever you stand before Him on that day. It's not going to matter what your opinion of me is. It's not going to matter what you thought about the man down the road. It's not going to matter how much land you have. It's not going to matter what you've done on it. It's not going to matter anymore. Because you're going to be standing in front of the Creator of the universe. The Bible just said in Revelation, from whose face heaven and earth fled but there was no place for them to be found. They stood before this almighty, holy God and we will stand before Him. It is going to happen. It's not going to matter your social status. I sat down every week and I go through millions and millions of dollars. 
And I moved that millions and millions of dollars in every direction from this way to Sunday. Whenever I stand before God, not a single penny of it's going to matter. Not a single dime. The only thing that is going to matter whenever you stand before God that day is, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? We get caught up in the fact that we are living for today. That we forget to live for eternity. We're, Solomon said life is but a vapor here one day and gone tomorrow. I was sitting in my desk the other day and I got to thinking, Amen. Patrick might have to edit this out. I don't want, I don't want my mama seeing this. But the other day, my mama was visiting, and uh, she was sitting on the couch. And I know she thought that I was crazy. I know she thought that I was crazy. Because I looked down at my mama's hands, and, and I just noticed that they weren't in the same hands that I remember. My mama's getting older. <laughs> and she's still young. She's only 50. <laughs> She's still, but I mean, it's just the fact that I looked, it just hit me. Where has life gone? Where has it gone? I'm 31 years old, got a six year old, a four year old, and two year old, and they're going on 20. (laughs) Noah already goes in his bedroom and plays college. And I'm thinking, no, you're my baby. Stay my baby for just a little while. And his life is on the line. There's a lot of things that we think that matters. It's not going to matter that day. Is your name written? In the book of life. I can't answer that question. I'm going to tell you something. We have church services like this. And then we give altar calls. And everybody's thinking. Oh what if, what if I do go up to the altar. What if I do raise my hand. What if I do. They're going to think that I'm not saved. That I'm an old wretched sinner. We're all old wretched sinners. And we all need the grace of God to make it. And I have told people, I have told people over and over and over again, I want to see soul saved more than I want to see anything else. I, I want to use this baptistry. It's going to take some prayer. But if we're going to make it, we're going to have to be ready. Can I get somebody to say amen? amen. Revelation. Chapter 21, I told you it was going to get happy. <laughs> Revelation chapter 21. Now I had a preacher tell me a long time ago, y'all, don't, y'all might think that I'm, I'm arrogant sometimes, but I listen to other people. <laughs> Every once in a while I listen to people. Amen. I had a preacher tell me you don't ever preach hell without preaching heaven. 
You don't ever preach sin without preaching salvation. <laughs> I don't believe in it either. Because the Bible says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. <laughs> where there's a devil, there's a God. Where there is sin, there is salvation. Where there is defeat, there is victory. Where there is sorrow, there is joy. The devil can't create enough problems for God that he cannot solve. Amen. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 25, I'm sorry, chapter 21, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there were no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride. Now we just read about the bridegroom. <laughs> and I prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4. Y'all can have those streets of gold. Verse 4 is what I depend on. And the Bible says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. Hallelujah. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. <laughs> Just because I preached on hell don't mean we all going there. <laughs> Amen. Let me tell you something. You can go to hell if you want to. <laughs> but there's a place that's prepared for me. Amen. And John saw a new heaven and a new earth coming down from heaven. Amen. From God out of heaven. And brother Harold, there won't be a single tear there. No pain. No crying. No sorrow. I told you, you can have those gates of pearl. I'm just ready for the day where I'm at perfect peace. And a perfect body. I won't be fat no more, Sister Liz. <laughs> Amen. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me tell you something about that new body. Do you want to know why we're going to have a new body? You want to know why we're going to have a new body? I'm going to tell you why we're going to have a new body. We're going to have a new body because this body can't handle the glory that's going to be coming from the throne. And he's going to have to give me something new in order to handle it. I'm going to see me run through this place in a minute. I tell you one thing. There is a heaven to gain and there is a hell to lose. Are you ready?
Because ready or not, he's coming back. Jesus is coming back. Young people, I remember being in youth group. I remember praying this. I remember praying this just like it was yesterday. I prayed, Lord, please don't come back until I can get married. (laughs) Please don't come back until I can have some kids. Y'all think, I did, I used to pray that. I don't get to choose. He can come back on my way home today. There's a song that I sing. I might sing it during the altar service. But it says, Mama and children were in the mall. Then Mama heard the Master's call. And she was swept into the by and by. It's hard to rely on Mama's prayers when Mama is no longer there. So learn how to pray while you still have time. There's going to come a day where Mama's gone. Daddy's gone. Preacher's gone. Other preachers might be here, but I'm going to be gone. It's going to be gone. And then what? You're going to be knocking down the church doors. But I'll tell you who else is going to be gone. The Spirit will be gone. You're going to think you miss me. Wait till there's not the spirit of the Lord to control the workings of the enemy in this world. You think it's bad now? Wait until the spirit's not here. Keeping people in check. You think it's bad now? Wait till the tribulation hits. Are you ready for the coming of Jesus? One last thing, and then I'm going to give an altar call. The Bible says that he's coming as a thief in the night. A thief doesn't just break in for no reason. He comes to steal something. You know who he's going to steal? He's going to steal me. He's coming like a thief in the night to steal his bride away from this old wretched world. And I want to be ready for his coming. 